ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. All we say to America is be true to what you said on paper. You know, I was, I was asking myself, what's the reality in this and what's the bullshit? Tell yourself the truth so that you can get where you want to go. You can be who you want to be. Truth in the end shall win. All right, everybody. Welcome to episode number six of the Noble Podcast. Noble as in no BS and noble as in searching for the truth. And we can talk about anything as long as it entails in truth. Tonight, yes, I said tonight, it is Thursday at 10 p.m. And we're sitting at the table. I'm Clayton Mann. And across from the table from me, drinking some coffee here late at night, is my friend Alex Schofield. From where? Ooh, Saginaw, Michigan. Oh, he calls Saginaw, Michigan home. All right. Feels good to be back in action on a week-to-week basis. Dude, I just got to say, you got you got that down. Mm-hmm. Funny thing, I'm going to have it down every time. Yes, sir, I can promise you that. Usually down you, like James Brown. Usually you say Saginaw, Michigan, though. Yeah, I wanted to change things up, dice things up as we enter the middle of May. <clears throat> Early May, middle of May. Um, week, uh, God knows know. what, of quarantine. Day, I lost count. When will life resume? We don't know. But Alex is taking a trip. I've uh, bought some stuff. I'd say life is going pretty swell. But we have a few questions we want to ask. But first, I want to ask you, how's your trip over to Watts Bar? Tell us what Watts Bar is and what you did. I don't want to give too much away. I really don't. Really? (laughs) Well, I mean, I got a location there that's... Okay. Oh, I thought I want details of the trip, though. You know? Oh. You don't got to get all like, I don't want people to know what I was doing. Uh, no. Um, when did I leave? Last Wednesday. I don't know. That's Wednesday night. Well, Wednesday night. You, this, this usually, this usually isn't a, an occurrence. I'll leave and then, and then I'll make a re- return. No, Alex will just go when he wants. I'll forget something. Yeah. Oh yeah. You did come back. Every time. I've done that every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, left Wednesday night. Yeah. Crashed at a Walmart. You crashed into a Walmart? Your van looked in perfect condition <laughs> yeah. the next morning. Can you believe that shit? <laughs> no. Crashed out of Walmart and then came back the next morning because I forgot the cookies. Do you remember me? You had to get the cookies you, for the lady that gave you the bin she, on she the gave first me the, trip, and this yep. was the second trip, and Alex made a batch of cookies, and then he left, and what did he forget? You got, the good, you got a good memory. I forgot the cookies. I got a picture of cookies <laughs> from you. I said, bro... Well, I was like, oh, shoot. I ain't going to lie. Did you uh, have one? No, 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 oh. no, no. But I was holding that box, and I'm like, man, I could just take one, and the world wouldn't know. It'd just be me. I mean, you could have. I didn't. I should have. Oh, man, yeah, I really okay. should have. Here's the thing. So we just had that talk with uh, with our friends, Steph and Mary Heather. And I, so when I handed her the cookies, it was Saturday. Mm-hmm. First off, let me just make this clear. I had to hold on to those cookies from Thursday. Mm-hmm. No. Wednesday when I made them, to Thursday to Friday to Saturday, thinking I was gonna have to hold on to them till Sunday. That's that was a burden in itself because mm-hmm. they're cookies. How do you not eat them? That's and, the problem with cookies is you can eat them like potato chips, and like it's like one, yes. two. I mean, you to me the cookie number is two. Once you hit three, four, and five are just like easy money, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I would. I'd think three would be the safe number. I could do three. So you held on to these cookies for. Three days. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Mm-hmm. 
Four. Yeah, about Saturday afternoon, I handed her the cookies. Because she actually just, her and her husband made that, I was, I'm crashing at a parking lot across from a church. You got to watch you driving into parking lots, man. Yeah. <laughs> My crashing occurrences. Um, yeah, she was there Saturday with her husband setting up stuff for church service on Sunday. And uh, I had, I was, prior to her getting there, I was just messing around with the fire. So I was moving logs with my hands, obviously. So yeah, I get that burnt. You had a little bit of ash on your hands. I had ash so on you didn't my look hands. the most clean. I'm I guessing look- it had been a couple days since you'd taken a shower. You haven't had a haircut since uh, yes. 2000. If you're uh, setting this up right, you're. Yeah. You've been in your van a couple nights, so you don't look like the most promising gentleman at the moment. I hand over cookies. Yeah, to eat food from. I would eat them. In fact, you look like you should have kept the cookies and ate them yourself. Probably kept the cookies and the box and the the thing with lock and lock. They were handed in. Mm-hmm. The little bin. Yeah. I handed her the cookies. She said, oh, isn't that sweet? Oh, even the hesitation, even the hesitation. She did like the thing where she's like... <gasps> So nice. Oh my so goodness. Sweet. Of really on the inside, she's like, Ooh. I'm just going to set these over. Over here. <laughs> Bird food. The trash. But hey, it's it's the you know, it's the heart. I mean, my parents, I told my parents about it and they're like, "You you don't return something empty." Yeah. I mean, unless it's a beer can. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's where we draw the line. But uh <clears throat> I I mean, I'm trying to think what else has happened. I guess more people have died, but apparently they're going to reopen the country. I think 50% capacity here in Nashville come Monday at certain restaurants and stores. I'm going to make a bold prediction. In Tennessee? In our county. Oh, okay. And I'm guessing that's expanding to other counties. I think some counties have reopened. I'm going to make a bold prediction and say it's going to go bad. Let's just leave it at that. We don't got to say how it's going to go bad. We I didn't think really talk about some this, people are going to contract diseases. Now I know the healthcare system is probably caught up, but I mean, I was, honestly, I don't, don't know. know. I haven't even been really watching the news conferences if they've been doing all those. Uh, they got a new, uh, the new uh, press secretary. Oh, which yes, Donald you, Trump. You could tell he uh, definitely is selected there. I heard about that. Yeah, Caitlin, I think is her name. Caitlin. Kaylee. Caitlin? Kaylee? Kaylee, isn't it? It starts with a K. We don't know the details. It's, it, I think it's K-A-Y. Definitely television material. Noble, man. I mean, truth. She's already trending on Twitter and YouTube. She's so. easy on the eyes. Let's just say that. So, I mean. She's trending on what? She was trending on Twitter, I think, yesterday. She, like, rebuked a comment. And, like, everyone was like, oh, look at this Harvard Law chick firing away <laughs> at the media. I don't care which side you're on. It's all fun and games. But, I mean, we had a good dinner. Which was interesting just, because... Just now? What do you... No, no, no. The other night. Oh, with your folks? No, with Steph and Mary Heather. We celebrated your birthday. Happy belated birthday and her oh, birthday. Yes. That's right. So happy birthday to her. But what's interesting is Steph... Um, and Steph, if you're listening, you can talk to me about this. We're not... I'm not going against her in any way. I'm just using your comment if, she, if I'm allowed to quote her. So I'm quoting our friend Steph. And she said, like, you know, you really believe, like, what you give, you get back. Yeah. You know... And I, uh, I really do believe that because this whole quarantine, we've had the people we saw before quarantine and during the, the undergoing and, you know, when it's going on now, we've had the same fluctuation of people coming through. Maybe a sporadic visitor, 
that's safe and doesn't have a fever. And mostly outside. Yeah, mostly outside. I mean, but we've been feeding a good amount of people. You. I have. You have. And I feel like every time I give, somehow, in some way, it comes back. And literally, the, the, the morning after she set, made that comment, and it wasn't a snarky way. But, you know, I want to know your opinion on, you know, give and giving and all that. Because when, when we do these meals and give to people, it's definitely out of the, I want to see other people get ha- be happy, number one. Not only do I enjoy cooking, but I want to see happiness. You know, mm-hmm. if someone makes you a whole dinner, you're like, hell yeah, we'll be there 10 out of 10 times. By the way, I got a new smoker, so if anybody wants to come over uh, every day, I'll be smoking. I'm kidding, on the weekends mostly. But it's a badass smoker. Yeah. 700 cubic inches. Of there you go. Room. Give so, it a little detail in there. Yeah, Come on. You know, got to quarter inch steel, <clears throat> not to brag, but you, I think when you do give, it does come back because it's like the more I do it, like the next day, my landlord texts me to go move wood on a property and I got paid. Oh yeah. Dude, and I got, that. I don't know how many pounds of firewood, but you got a, a lot of firewood, a lot of firewood, a lot of nice, fresh oak wood that needs to be seasoned. But I do believe that you know, what you give, and it doesn't have to be material or money or anything like that. It could be time. It could be, you can give prayer. You can give housing. You can give a smile. But I really, Absolutely. I really do believe whatever you give comes back. You know, so you, a lady gave you a, a, a meal, right, in a bin. Yeah. And you gave cookies back. Maybe she didn't expect the cookies. Maybe she didn't even eat the cookies. And a smile. And a smile. And a and smile. She, she returned it with a smile. and a, Was it a genuine oh, smile? Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, okay, I think that's good. I think, I don't know. I mean, I I I felt good about it. There you go. And it was kind of. I mean, that's just how. Yeah. My up. Nice bringing, and uplifting. I think. Yeah, but I do think what you give, and I'm saying that because, um, you know, was, like people are like, do you think you give too much? I don't know. I don't know if it's possible. I mean, if you're giving, do up people yourself, actually say that to you? I think. I mean, yeah. Or do you like not in a side comment way? I think it's more of like, do you think you, like, personally, are you doing this out of spite? You know, I think I do it because I enjoy bringing people together in a sense. Yeah, I mean, if it makes... It really makes me happy. If it makes you happy and it's helping somebody, then what the hell is wrong with that? I don't know. And she didn't make the comment like there was something wrong. I think she was just like... No, I'm not. Out of curiosity, you know. She knows I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. But some people I do think think... Some people, some people, I do think that that's not true, which I wholeheartedly believe. Whatever you really give, it's gonna come back one way or another. The universe has this magic way of balancing itself out. It helps to be giving. Plus, I feel like you get so much more out of giving than receiving. The big picture involved. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell what the what God, the man upstairs, has got all planned out. Mm-hmm. Now, this is some heavy stuff we're going into. I mean, with God's plan. Yeah. Because I don't know how much I fully grasp that, but reading Job, mm-hmm. the, the Old Testament book, he goes through a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. He does. He definitely and, does. And so I was listening to a podcast about it, and it does, it, it comes down to, uh, it comes down to, you know, this ultimate plan God has mm-hmm. and the thing is you can't look at this these small I don't know I'll, I'll get to this here but you can't look at whatever you do small and try to what I'm going to say is what I'm trying to say he's is he's getting there he's getting there folks he's getting there <laughs> what I'm trying to say is you can 
you can give in this life and maybe you could potentially not see it be returned. Now, the odds of that are just your perspective. Is you got you got to look and I mean, it's mostly about your perspective. Yeah. Well, that's mm-hmm. that's life, I guess. If you're in a positive attitude, you will see more positivity be returned 100%. to you. 100%. But you could also give a lot in this life and not see it be wholeheartedly. Yeah, like you think. Mm-hmm. But there's a chance that maybe your son or daughter will receive hmm. that of what you have given. the What you are expecting. Maybe your son or daughter. And that just... That comes to my mind because of my recent passing cousin hmm. who gave a lot. And he and was only, what, 31 He was he 31, 32 or something. He, he might served, have been 30. He served in the God military. God bless my, yeah, God bless you. Yes. So God he did him. give a lot. He definitely he gave, gave a lot. A lot and, out, and not just, he gave a lot that we don't even know. Or, I mean, I'm learning. But he was a very nice guy. Very genuine. Yeah. Which I think that, but, and that I want to say this. on. More yes. than anything else. So if I was to go tomorrow, at least you, Steph, and Mary Heather would. The, I guess it's your final little, grand memory. There of would Clayton. be a lot of people, Clayton. That that would. I'm a hypothetical s- situation. Yeah. Yeah. But if but, I did, but if I did, if I you know conked out tomorrow magically, which God I hope I don't, because I really want to use my new smoker. But hypothetically, at least my last you know hurrah would be like, hey, Clayton was cooking, smiling. Yes. That's kind of always the vibe I want to put off is like, you know, whatever's going on. At least I'm trying to like get through it with a smile. Absolutely, you know, bro. Just trying I mean, to be more positive. I want to I do want to say my my cousin sadly passed away from stomach cancer. But <laughs> I don't mean to get somber or whatever, but his son mm-hmm. will be reminded from his his dad's friends, my cousin's friends, mm-hmm. and many others of just how Nice, his father was. How old is I? I don't know his. his how old is his son? His son's man. I could uh, three or four. He's three young. or four. So he's, he's really not. He's not. He's he, gonna feel the pain, but he's not really gonna. I mean, if you're like thirteen or fourteen, that's that cuts yes, way no, deeper. No, he's not that old. So he's gonna hear that. What? Yeah, he's not. He doesn't know exactly who his dad was. There's got to be a lot of badass photos of that. him too of oh, like yeah. the military and stuff. Well, he was a he was a paratrooper too. Yeah. So his son's definitely gonna be able to look through all that and at least make something of his dad in his head, you know, without yes. ever meeting him. Yes. Which I feel like Well, he's met him obviously. And you've made this comment him. before of kind of what we leave behind especially on like social media. You know. Yeah. Like yeah, five years, we're already looking back on like Facebook memories of what we've left behind already. That's already out there. Facebook for like, does that a lot. Yeah, I've heard. I've yeah, we talked about that, and I've heard that actually. That's where I, yeah. I, I don't know where I heard it, but I mean, you think about you think about scrapbooks and stuff. That's what Facebook is. Yeah. You, you, I mean, your grandkids are probably gonna read what you've posted. It really makes you wonder what. I mean, what at shared. this moment, I haven't left behind what I've wanted to, which is obvious but, at this age. But hold. It's not like you haven't left behind what you wanted to. No, I haven't had the chance to. I understand that, but you've yeah. also, you're also, you have recently, I would just, in the quarantine, just knowing you well enough, uh, you have given a lot. 
and that's what I'm I'm saying. I don't know what you I know what you kind of want to leave behind. Yeah. But there's uh, but what you can't I don't think what is tangible. There's more what is not tangible is bigger uh more felt. Yeah. I think what I'm trying to I'm trying to word this right. No, I kind of you know get what, what you're getting at, though. It's it's the it's the love, it's the giving, it's the stuff that's not completely. You can't hold it. Yeah, the memory, the feeling. That's more. That's you. You leave more of that behind. More people feel that stuff than a. I don't know a record in our our case. Obviously, yeah. we're going to leave records behind. But of the our memory song. of a show or a concert, you know, yeah. you've got a lot of fans that's back a, in Michigan that probably. Oh, uh, you know, that's actually uh, within confines of this quarantine that was that's what's kind of i look forward to i look forward to these live streams and being Mm -hmm. able to share with my fans back home and a couple points on this i want to i do want to say i I recently watched a obama like interview Mm -hmm. and he was just talking to kids yeah and he said when he's on his deathbed he's going to remember more of uh he's going to remember more the uh like strolling hand in hand with his daughter or whatever somewhere compared to what he's left behind in office yeah like him, and that's actually i mean you just want to go out that i'm saying for anybody it doesn't I don't, matter I, see that's the thing i think some people want to be remembered for their uh lavish things which they may do they, they may, may do but, but i'm saying I guess I'm saying, well, from Obama's perspective and and my perspective, I would agree with that. I will never remember that stuff more. But I would say from other people's, from the outside perspective, looking in, you may not know it. You may be happy with the stuff you've left behind, and you're going to be like, hey, oh, yeah, they'll keep rocking with that stuff, whatever it is. But from the outside perspective, I would say more people, I could be completely wrong, but I think mm-hmm. more people remember the stuff that you haven't left, that you left behind that's not tangible. Yeah. More emotional kind of things that you can't hold in your hand. Yes. Yeah, I would say, gosh, man, and what's interesting is like, we, I think we all leave more behind than we think and we all leave more of a legacy behind. Now, I'm not talking like grandiose legacy, but I think when Obama was holding his daughter's hand in the White House, I think that's, it doesn't matter that he was in the White House. It matters that it was a father-daughter moment. Absolutely. So I think that we all have the opportunity to kind of grasp that, you know, yeah. that legacy feeling of that father-daughter, father-son, you know, whatever it is, we all can really do something that impacts someone else's life in a small or large way. And also adding to that in a positive or negative manner, in a, Ooh, in a yeah. positive or negative way. Now, we're talking about death, but you could you could look at when you walk into a store. When you walk into a store and you politely ask you politely go about what it is you are trying to accomplish and you politely in a positive polite manner you are you are uh talking to the person behind the counter you're talking to the other customers you're you're not being Mm -hmm. a dick you will you will be remembered more I mean, you're just going to leave more of an impact that way than mm-hmm. you would negative. You may actually leave a big impact negative, you know but, what I, but you're also 
leaving a negative impact. You know and what you're I think of during that? That's my point. About that? We were at Cracker Barrel one time, Alex and I. It was probably about 11 or 12 a.m. So they had the lunch menu and the breakfast menu out. It's just a little in between time. It was just him and I rolled in there. Probably were up late. And we had this just bright waitress. And, and Alex ordered, and I picked up the menu. I'm like, I'm like, man, do you think I should order the fried chicken? And she puts her hand on my shoulder, and I goes, she goes, I, th- I think you should just order that fried chicken. It is so darn good, let me tell you something. And then I'm like, are the green beans good? She puts her hand on my shoulder. She goes, I would I would order the green beans and the mac and cheese. And and I was like, well, yes, ma'am. You signed me up. Totally had me roped in with the sale. She was so bright. And, and then Alex goes, I think, like, you are such a positive light. And she just goes, it's just cheaper on the body. It's just cheaper on the body. Cheaper yeah. on the body. It's still something we say. That it's probably been six to eight months. But think about that little moment. Now it's been two years. That was when we were looking for the house. We were looking for the first house. Oh, so, no, so that means it's been like a year in a, in a couple months. Yeah, it's been no two years. <laughs> been two years. We barely known each other two years. I was so 100% sure. On, yeah, it's been two years. But, hey, in that little moment, yes. she left something behind so unexpectedly because that's something we still say to this day. Yeah. Wow. You know? Just and think life. about her. Hopefully it's not true, but she could have passed since then. She could have. And we, I mean, ser- look at that. I mean, you literally just 100% capitalized on what I just said. It's Boom. so, it's so freaking true. Just be nice, be kind, be human to another human. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a somebody there. I think you can get so much farther in life by just not, by just not being an asshole. Yes. Now, and don't let people do this from time to time. They mix up self-confidence with arrogance. You know, there's ego and then there's too much ego. You know, you can't be too soft in the world. Can't be too hard in the world. You got to find this good balance. But in all that, you could still be positive and giving and kind. And in the long run, I hope people just go like, yeah, you know, Clayton was always there. Or Alex was always there if he needed help, which I say you. I mean, if someone needs help, you're always like, yeah, I'm right there. Yeah. You need me well, to likewise. go. You do that all the time. Like in the grocery store, someone will drop a can of tuna and you'll be like, I got it. Don't you even <laughs> don't you even go down to grab it. You much you much more have a keen eye for that in public, I would say. Hmm. Well, thank you. Going beyond like, you know, holding the door open for people. Yeah. Now also you do eye other people's biscuits at Cracker Barrel, but you know, this is the I eye more than I eye <laughs> other people's food. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. I'm surprised how much food people waste. Okay, we don't need to expand on that. But <laughs> we don't we don't need to get into that. Save Man, that for another time. But even like, I mean, if you're a hard worker, I remember my grandpa's funeral back in, I can't even remember the month. It was August. It was October. September, or something, yeah. September October. Back at the old digs. Yeah, back at the old digs in Southern Illinois. But he definitely brought to fruition the hard work in the family. Like, I didn't have the tightest relationship with him. I didn't know him all that well. But I know that he was a, you know, my dad's a very hard worker to the point where he has a hard time sitting still, which I think I definitely picked up Mm -hmm. some of those habits. So, you know, he left behind a legacy of work. You want some reason you're typically the last one at the table when we have four or five people here. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, the cook's got to make sure. Oh, yeah. You got to make sure everything's all on. You got to do the full. If it's worth doing, it's worth overdoing. Hence the eight feet of steel sitting in our garage at the moment. That's right. But he might. He started something that 
you know that, that he I don't know what his dad was like. His dad had to have been a hard worker, but let, let's just base this off. He's the first generation that carries to my dad, which you know went on beyond the family farming kind of business. You know, my grandpa worked at Mount Carmel Sand and Gravel. Um, nothing against guys who work at small construction companies. My dad, you know, went went to college, and you know he went off to, you know, he works in insurance. He went off to something bigger. Um, now, where I'm going to go in life, I have no clue. If it's bigger than my dad, great. If it's not, I'm not saying my dad's some astronomical national dude, but if it's bigger than my dad, great. He's if good it's dude, not, though. great. But I think that definitely there's the carryover of work. You know, go out and of ambition. Of amb- yeah, ambition, you know, beyond motivation. And if I can carry that on one of my kids, sons or daughters, mm-hmm. um, I definitely want to keep that going, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. To go out and do it yourself. I think that's, you know, no man is an island. No man or woman's an island. Um, you can't do it alone. But I do think the hard work and ambition is something I want to carry over. Or fighting forward in a sense, even when you're knocked down. Yeah, because we're all gonna mess up. I mean, it's it's that simple. I've messed inevitable. up. Inevitable. I don't know how you put on ten pounds in six weeks, but your boy done it. <laughs> your boy roped it right in, folks. Lost it and found it again. So here we are, back at the gym five days a week because uh, they're open back up, and Clayton found a way to, you know, get behind the eight ball and rack up some points. So, the but I, I have a choice. What do I do? I either get bigger, or I go back to the gym. <laughs> so I go back to the gym. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's an incessant fight. It's a daily fight to improve. Everything's a, everything's a choice. The food you eat, yes. the relationships you get into, what legacy you want to leave behind, the jobs you take. Um, everything starts with a first. That first, I don't know. Yeah. The first bad word. Every, every uh, Absolutely. The Absolutely. First bad habit you create. But yeah. everything starts with a first. But it's I mean, there's over. something to that. That just what is it you want to leave leave behind? I don't. And that's a hard question because at this point in our lives, we don't exactly know. You know, you think of oh god, I think it depends. Like, like Dale Earnhardt is you know seven time champion, didn't win his first championship until he was, until he was like twenty nine or thirty. You know, mm-hmm. and he was working on cars since he was, you know, a foot high probably at his in his daddy's shop. So I think you don't your legacy might not begin until you're thirty or forty. Chris Stapleton was forty until he, but think about what he's done. But I, it's, to it's, country music, no, yeah. No, so you don't no really don't know that. where your legacy starts, but you should always be crafting it in a sense. But it's also, I think of I think of more so the people around you that are close knit with you. I don't really know who the people I look up to. I really don't know who they are. That's true. Now. Obviously, I know their legacy to not a legacy, but what they have done because I look up to them. But when I think of what I want to leave behind, I think I will really want to just touch more of the people that are immediate, are right here. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, yeah, it'd be, it'd be really cool to the awards, I guess. Uh, but I'm talking more so like my son, my my kids, my wife. Hopefully soon, hopefully whenever. But I'm but the my the people I work with, the people I associate myself with, I I want to impact mm. more of them. I would rather just die impacting them, 
And in 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 return, and in just how it's going to work, hopefully, is they continue that on. Yeah. Is that legacy idea, I guess. Going back to your legacy idea, I would rather leave a legacy with well, my, my kids or something. What's, I mean, that's a when you aim thought. for that, I think, you know, those people talk, and, and all of a sudden, your legacy during that's, your lifetime, even just by word of mouth, because I didn't know your cousin, who your cousin, I don't know your cousin, but just by simply word of mouth, his passing... Somehow his life has leaked into my life, which is, I remember when he passed and you had to go back home at death because that was, remember, didn't Kobe die like four Kobe days Bryant. after that? Yeah. So it was definitely that like, Sunday. we thought about life, like, uh, yeah. no, didn't Kobe die? Not. No, he, he passed away that Sunday. My, my cousin passed away that, that Wednesday yeah. and then like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Kobe passed away. Oh, Cause yeah. that's when Paul had just moved out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now I remember. It's all coming back. That was in the old house. But they, at the end of January, that was a heavy freaking end of January. We had like a tough two weeks. Yeah. Because I, I think everybody a, has. Because and you had a buddy pass at work too. Uh, no, no. You no. had a friend back home. I had a friend back home. His dad passed away. So it was like every three days. It was just like coffin. Yeah. Coffin. You, coffin. Yeah. You think and we about were kind of hanging low in the house. Home. The clouds were kind of low because it was just like well, we, and then yeah. You got slapped. God bless Paul, but Paul, yeah. you know, his moving. Yeah, and our roommate, like, one of our good friends, Paul, and it's just like. It was heavy. It's and then, like, heavy, you started packing up the house, and then we were in this house, and then two weeks later, this thing started. Wow, yeah. You know, think about that. Since the end of January. It's been a f- it's just freaky been, year. It's been a freaky year so far, but you got to, like, just make that choice of. I mean, we have bad days, and we both have bad days, but just every day of going like, all right, keep going, keep going. Because we go through these, like, cycles, I feel like, and you just got to keep grinding because, like, I would say, like, October to December we were grinding, and then we were getting the flow of the year, and then these last couple months it's just been like, what the hell's been going on? Yeah. You know? Well, court, I mean, obviously the whole situation we're under right now. Yeah, is is made it hard, but it's also. I'm trying also, to make. We're trying to make the most of it. It's tough, but we're it's, really. Trying. I mean, it's brought a lot into perspective, though, too, because I. Everybody's on the same playing field. Yeah, you know, to a degree, to a big degree, I think everybody's on the same playing field. So it's like. It's like how do how do you want to spend your time, and, is what you're spending your time on is what you're focused on. Again, we talked about this, the last podcast is like, is it, benef- benefiting me. Or benefiting anybody else. Is it valuable in a sense? Is it valuable? Which is it's hard to measure, but hence relates to your legacy, what you're gonna leave behind. Not yes. just in quarantine, good, but yeah. There's gonna be those on the other sides of quarantine, you know, ready. Then there's gonna be those who aren't. You know, I've gotten better at some things, I've gotten worse at some things during quarantine, you know. I definitely haven't I haven't been on stage, but I've yeah. definitely read What would you say what would you say you've gotten worse at? Well, I'm probably not as sharp with, you know, um, being on stage and in the writer's room. Yeah. Because solo writing and the few that's, co-writes and whatever playing is done is just not, not the down. same. Playing with a band, that's one of my worst, most feared things. If That groove with the band, you know, because yeah. we were playing two nights a week on Broadway and a couple of days on the road. It was just playing with a live band for three hours every other day. It was it was bread and butter at that point. Um, just so, fire up and go. Here's just, I mean, I'm just talking to you, just, just offering up the suggestion. If you're worried about that, 
And you're worried about the, I, I'm going to struggle with this word, the com- camaraderie. Yes. When's the last time you called your guitar player? It's probably been a month. I should probably call him up. You're right. Call him. Good old Matty. I mean, what uh, you try to try to think about what you can do, what you to are stay in touch. to stay in touch, and what you're. Excuse me. You're worried about. How do you say it? The com- camaraderie. Yes, camaraderie. There we go. There Woo! we go. Okay, you're worried about that, and that's just. That's just being. That's just being able to associate each. I mean, just being able to talk to one another and mm-hmm. and, and just do so you you yeah. can do that a lot of people that. text them that i tell a lot of people like oh i need the most talented and i've told you this the most talented drummer like no if you you're gonna see a better band on stage with four guys that just get along and vibe well oh and, rather than and if four of the most and if they're having fun yeah that's what matters the most on stage is the energy the vibe and the fun the charisma because that energy just leaks off the stage Straight into the crowd. I mean, you think about maybe a think about like a, a I don't know. I've never watched like an All Star game, yeah. NBA, but those those boys are oh, like fun. in the nineties or like two thousand eight when it was Kobe, LeBron James. Uh, you had Dwayne Wade. Oh, like, yeah. If you look at the pictures from the two thousand eight All Star game or the Olympics, I think it was a two thousand eight Olympics from the basketball team, it's just a whole vibe. And you're like, these guys just had so much fun yeah. playing basketball. It was like the the era of the Chicago Cubs are in, or like specifically 2015 to 2016, two magical years for them. Just, it just, you went to a game, it was a whole different vibe. The whole team looked like it was having fun on the field. Even the coach looked like they were Which having fun. Which you just said, if that energy's being given, if that energy's just floating around, it's going to be floating around to yeah. past you. And you can do that. Watching it. You can really do that anywhere. So I do want to offer up this suggestion. Yeah, do do what you can mm-hmm. to remain in contact with them. And what what do you feel like you have lacked? Is that what you asked me? What I I haven't what I haven't been weekend as maybe yeah. What what do you feel like you have a uh, besides haircuts? Haircuts a strong point. Yeah. Um, We're looking for the truth here. You know, I'm a noble podcast. Yeah, I would say. Uh, I need to work on my guitar playing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a freaking strong point. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Unless you've just gotten better at everything, no. as it seems. No. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm trying to think because the thing for me is, and we talked about this early on in the podcast, the first couple episodes, I think, not a lot has changed for me other than maybe just maybe going out and networking. Yeah. The whole networking idea. Your process is still very similar. Yeah, my process really hasn't changed. You worried about the band and the stage. I mean, I wasn't playing out as much as you. Yeah. And I tell you what, I think the live streams for me fill that gap a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so as far as like going up on stage and performing for me, I don't think I don't I wouldn't go up there fearing my fearing for my life. Mm -hmm. Because maybe because of these these live streams. Yeah. You know? I'm trying to think of what maybe has weakened for me. That's, I mean, that's a good question. I, I uh, might have to get back with you on that. Uh, Alex has put on 40 pounds of muscle, everyone. <laughs> um, he's a Grammy-winning writer now. Yeah. Yeah, they're just, they just don't know it yet. I'm sure on the other side of all this, which could be... Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I could get in a co-writing room and, and be, be like, like whoa, whoa, 
lot man, has changed. Wolverine's back on this. I thing. honestly don't think that will happen because I would I would automatically as soon as I said that right through this mic to you, I would think, ooh, I should worry about that. But I'm not worried yeah. about that. So I'm not. I don't think I could be completely wrong. Yeah. The scary part is is we don't know when we're out of this. You yeah. know, and we don't and we don't really know how what little bits of a, of our life once we're out of this it being in it has affected. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think that's the, cause I know at this point I'm in this routine. <laughs> cause we could get out of this and, and go to a restaurant and look, okay, what kind of steak do you, how do you want your steak cooked? I have no idea. I, haven't I have ordered, no idea, man. I haven't ordered a steak in six months. We've been eating this chips and salsa for two hours now. What else do we do? Yeah. Help. Help. I think, um, I miss people so freaking much. Oh, I miss the road so freaking much. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know if any any of the fans from the road listen to this, but I, I thoroughly just miss the sweaty stage experience really bad. You know? Yeah. Miss just that lights and amps and people and... The noise. And the, the noise, the blur, the magic, even at Tootsie's Orchid Lounge, which people in Nashville go like, Broadway isn't the answer. Listen, I've got to pay my bills somehow when we're not under quarantine. And you enjoy it. Thoroughly enjoy it. I just miss the magic. It's not a bad way to pay the bills. No, it's not. I'll never complain about that job. But it's like I miss the magic. That's the magic for me in this whole business is getting up there. For me, too. I mean, I would would, would piggyback off that and say... For me, it's it's the fan, it's the fans back home. It's the people that watch my live stream. Yeah, God bless you guys. I love you guys. They, I miss being able to ask them how how they're doing, or just yeah. them. And that's a part of your legacy too. Yeah. What's, so what happens on stage? You know, I mean, you play oh, party yeah. on McCarty on in Michigan every year, and yeah. there's a few other shows. I mean, it's it sucks thinking that's not gonna happen this year. I had the three biggest shows. Yeah, of my life in three days in a row. Yeah, holy in three shit. different states. I forgot about that. I haven't canceled. I mean, I, I'm just gonna put it. That freaking blows. That man. does suck. But at this point, I'm just like, what? What am I gonna do? Here we are, have a once in a lifetime event. Now, I you know I I believe we're gonna play those shows, but still, it was it was definitely something. All the my process is always like everything's three to four months out prepped. So those shows were already getting prepped for. Yeah. Cause they were three months out, four months out. But now it's just like by prep, you're talking set list. You're talking mindset, set list, mindset. mindset. Yeah. I'm already thinking I'm doing it three months ahead. Yeah. You know, when we got the first time we played the wild horse, it was like, I think six or eight weeks ahead. Downtown Nashville, every, downtown Nashville. I mean, every night I was running through that show yeah. in my head. I wanted it to be... I didn't want it to be flawless. I don't believe in a flawless show. Uh, I wanted it to feel natural. Yeah. I want every show to feel natural. So yeah. I was running through the moments. It's like that Aaron Gonzalez thing. Tony Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez. Atlanta Falcons. Aaron Gonzalez. <laughs> Aaron Gonzalez. <laughs> forgive me. That's, no. Wait, Tony Gonzalez. Yeah. Yeah. What do you talk about? You talk about just... Tasting the sweat running down you. Which I I still try to do, but at the moment it's like, oh, man, no, I'm going to go smoke meat for seven hours. See you guys. I'll be in the garage. Thanks. But, and that's part of the legacy. I hope people, the Clayton you see on stage or the Alex you see on stage, I want it to be as completely me as possible. I think that's what I'm searching for every day is 
You know, but this, man, is it like like that's? Uh, I mean, there's some there's some bombastic people with a bombastic. Or there's there's some. I think there's some casual people out there with a bombastic ca- uh, stage presence, and bombastic in a good way. I think that's definitely a part of their who they are. Yes. Yeah. You got to be able to. You got to be able to. There's uh, got to be that fire in a in a. In a I think it's like a like degree, like a pilot light that never turns off, and it's your job to yeah. go light it every once in a while and throw a bunch of freaking wood yeah. and a shit ton of gasoline and let that's it burn good. hot and fast. Yeah, that's a good point. And then after the show, it's just a little pilot light waiting, just a little pilot light, just to come back on the next night. And you got to go back and chop the wood and find the gasoline. Yeah, but like everyone's got it inside them. I think everyone's got their own little pilot light they can always turn to. Well, um, everybody's got that thing that I think everybody's got that thing that fires them up. Yeah, that fires them up in a good way. If you fires them up in a different way beyond anything else. Yeah, you know, I get fired in up a positive manner. I'm saying. Yeah. Yes, I get fired up for a round of golf, but nothing gets fired. Nothing fires me up like a show. It's a whole different yeah thing. Yeah, a whole different blood flow happening. And for me, it's like. When we got a good song going, that that You're I very in the moment. Yes, but, but it's also like I'm learning. I get, this is a good point for me too, and these happen with the live streams and just being able to really, really. It's it's not so like face to face with the fans, obviously, but the live streams help just connect with my fans. I guess yes. But now I'm going to learn. I think I'm going to take something away from this that whole idea. And when I'm in a co-writing situation, I think when I'm writing a song now, I'm going to be okay. Is this song going to help my fans? Is this song going to be relatable to my fans? Is it going to matter to someone Is else? Is it going to matter sense? to some? Yes. Not, not please the radio. Not please some dude with a big cigar in his mouth. But yeah. does this help the the person behind the speaker? Yes. Yeah. And, uh, shit, I forgot. Well, you were uh, uh, in a co-writing situation. That's uh, that w- will fire me up now. Not yeah. only like a good song, but if we got a good song rolling here. If we got a good song rolling here, that's going to matter to my people, to the fans, the people I associate myself with. Yeah, I mean, I'll light myself on fire for it. Yeah, in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. I think you know. There's always the words like self-love and all that being tossed around nowadays. I'm just bouncing off your point. But I think that that's all great and all, but I think it's still our jobs to have ambition and bring out our best selves. I, I you know, I don't think at our age our best self has you know, come alive is, yeah. yet. Yeah. Maybe that vision's in our head, but that's well, but we that's know. our job to pull it out of us, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. But we know, I think, you you know from the people around you. Yeah. What is it? What are they? What are their traits that I that I can pull from? What are mm-hmm. my dad's traits that I like, or that I look up to? Yeah. What are the characteristics of him that I can? I don't know. Like you said, you don't know who you are as a person, and I don't know if you really ever do. You just kind of strive for. You just really get close. I, I, that's the thing. I, I don't know. I don't know if you do actually. I don't know because you talk to my grandpa. My dad asked my grandpa one time, he was like, when do you like feel like you grow up? My grandpa just looked at him and said, I'll let you know when it happens. And he's 80. Isn't that awesome? Because <laughs> yeah. that keeps you, 
I remember like in eighth grade or something. This is a vivid memory of mine. I would, uh, I texted my dad. I was going through like one of these, like I'm 14. I don't want to grow up phases. <laughs> and I texted my dad. I'm like, dad, I don't want to grow up. And he just sent me neither period. And that was it. And I was like, that kind of helped a lot. Cause I was like, you don't, I mean, yeah, life gets serious. Wife, kids, house, mortgage, job, yeah. wherever the hell this life's going to take me. I don't really know, but you could still always keep that childlike curiosity magic you know you go to yeah. a base my dad still gets all yippy gippy at a baseball game we go, go to Wrigley Tommy's Field dad. yeah oh my god Tommy O'Keefe's dad we were at the Indy 500 last year camping and we're all playing football barbecuing in this parking lot he, covered in mud and RVs and he's is he gonna want this out I don't know but this guy is so genuine and yes, so kind is. I'm gonna say that he put himself last the whole trip he made sure I wasn't even on the trip I snuck in and was invited on the side <laughs> And they like took me under his wing, and I was like part of the crew. He put himself last, and he was cooking. Drinks are on ice. This guy's doing everything, and like we're all just chilling. And he's just leaning on the RV in tears, <laughs> just like these sweet tears. This fifty, I don't know, fifty-five year old guy, and he just. And I, I tap Tommy. I'm like, bro, that's your dad. We just kind of. It was such a bro moment too. I was like, yeah. kind of locked that's Tommy cool. and I as bros, sitting there sunburned in Indy, and I'm like, there's his dad crying. I'm like, that's. Like that's, that's part of your legacy. Cause that inspired me. I'm like, man, I want to have my 10 dudes with me one day and I'm doing all this. He says his dad is a a very in the moment individual. mm -hmm. I mean, still very in touch with his emotions. Yeah. Yes. And still takes trips and whatnot. They're just kind of, I think spontaneous. I don't know. Bro. He, he slept in the back open hatch of the RV. Oh, that's right. I don't even know if he had a blanket. I think he just like laid a tarp down and put a pillow and just fell asleep at like two or three o'clock in the morning. Obviously, with because that's one of those. But, it's like well, that's one of those small things that are so ir- ir- irrelevant. It's like I'm here for the I'm here for my kids. I'm here for the race because this was the Indy 500, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I'm here for the race. I'm I'm here for this whole experience. Sleeping as long as I could conk out for a couple hours, I'm okay. It oh, doesn't yeah. matter where. To a degree, it does, but. I mean, to a degree, it doesn't. He was going to make sure everyone who was there and was around was going to have a good time. Absolutely. Like, legacy. That's a legacy, dude. It inspired me. We're talking about it right here. 100%. Through our mics to you guys. And that's been almost, it's been almost a year. This is a 50-year-old man. Mm Mm-hmm. And he just, like, and I could tell Tommy's definitely got some of that. Tommy 100% has some of that, which is awesome. Because Tommy's very in the moment. You get Tommy fired up. He's like, bro, let's Go, which I love about Tommy because he can just fire up the group real quick. Mm-hmm. But definitely a little moment. I'm trying to think of other little moments, you know, where there's like a little bit of legacy left behind. Well, think about your show. Uh, think about your show in uh, East East Tennessee. Where, where, oh, where when we, we played play? in Maryville. I mean, you were there. Yeah. I mean, I, do you remember the feeling after that show? I mean, I had a feeling, but you you were... I mean, there were people talking about it, dude. I I was a I was a acoustic rhythm player, as far as I know. <laughs> hey, you were there though. I was there. You were a part of it. And I Every remember it matters. And I I remember taking a walk. I mean, I left the green room behind the stage and taking a walk to the sound stage in the middle, farther back. And I remember people going, "Man, you guys freaking rocked!" And this was this was while the main act was playing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. They were thoroughly impressed. With your show, with our show, yeah, which is all I want. Which is all I want 
And we were given what? 45 minutes. We got 10 songs. 45 yeah. minutes up there. Yeah. Which used, we're, we're both used to playing three, four hours. Yeah. So my mindset goes... Yeah, 45 minutes. How do you pack three to four hours into 45 minutes? You know? Yeah, to some degree it's easier. To some degree it's harder. I think... I think you can slowly uh, kind of warm up into a four-hour show. Those, to me, it depends what kind of show you want to run. But to me, I'm very like, you know, rock and roll. And I just, you got to go get to th- 10,000 RPM, you know, pedal down to the floor as fast as you can. Well, especially that kind of show. That was, a, that was a, you were opening up for a tribute ACDC band. Yeah, the number one ACDC tribute act ACDC in the country. ACDC tribute act. They're called Big Gun. But... Um, they literally had a freaking cannon and shit. And, and they had the bell. Them. They had the bell. Yeah. I mean, and the lead singer. Holy cow, did he sound like, uh, not Bon Scott, Brian, oh my gosh. I can't believe I'm forgetting the name of the lead singer. It's Adams. That's not right at all. God forgive me. He sounded exactly like the lead singer of ACDC. It's not Bon Scott. Bon Scott was the OG. I think it's like Brian Johnson, the new Brian singer. Brian Johnson. Yeah, that sounds right. But, I could be completely wrong. But. You know, we're both worried about life going back to normal, but I always try to hold the belief to like degree. if you can if you can do something once, there's Brian absolutely Johnson. Brian Johnson. Yeah, oh, thank God I was right. Google. But if you, I always believe if you can do something once, there's absolutely no reason why you can't do it again. Yeah. Yeah. If you can accomplish something one time, yeah, you can absolutely point. do it again. That's and a really even better. That's a really good freaking point. That yeah. fires me up, man. Oh yeah, because I I would like play golf and I'd play a really good round or something like that, and I'd go, "Am I ever gonna be able to beat that?" Well, you know what's funny? It's funny you say that because it's like I look at the uh, pivotal songs, I guess, and I don't have many headstone, headstone, standstill, you know I mean? seams. You got good songs. There's there's songs that I've written that I write now. I let me rephrase that. There's some, I write every day, and it's to a degree. Sadly, I don't know if this is actually supposed to help, but I sadly try to reach for those. It's like those are those are pivotal songs for yeah. me. The people I I think love, and they do love, and it's like okay, how do I reach that? And any song that's not that, it's like shoot. Mm-hmm. Even uh, and now, at least. Back in December, when I played that show back in December uh, at the Public House in Chesting, Michigan, that was a good show. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a great show, but it was one of the uh, good ones amongst my band and I. And I remember thinking, damn, that that was a... That's when thinking, if you could see the... If Clayton could see this show, he might have been... <laughs> he might have been, all right, bro. All right, bro. You're you picking well. up. You're picking up. Because, I mean, you're the entertainer. It's always when like there's a a turn happens is when you kind of like, you know, you feel the the switch. But back to yes, back to your point. It was like if you can do this once, then yeah, no doubt you can do it again. It's like it's like at the Indy 500 when this this small this small little V6 missile of a car is going 238 miles an hour down the back stretch, and all of a sudden it has to go left, but it has to make a 90 degree turn. A lot of people go like, you got to find speed down the back stretch. You got to find speed down the front stretch. It's about holding pace through the turns. That's where the race is won. When you got to make a turn, but you can hold pace, that's where the race is won. Does that lend its hand to consistency? Yes, it does. 
So consistency. Where people don't recognize it the most, because people go to that race for the first time, and they always watch the cars go down the front and the back stretch. But, but people don't realize, the amateur race <laughs> fan doesn't know, that if you can hold grip and downforce, going through the turns, through the short shoot, down through the second turn, back onto the front, I'm telling you, if you watch the races from the onboard cameras, which I do because I'm a huge Indy 500 fan, if you have to down clutch, not down, they, they go down in gears, but they'll clutch. Down clutch through turns one and three. You're messing up. You're messing up. You're probably not going to win that race, okay? But if you can stay up in sixth gear, you're probably going to, you have a much better chance. Just So, no, no. So I mean, when the directions change, relatable. when the directions change, you got to hold pace and you got to keep going. When, when uh, say that again. When the directions change, you got to hold pace and you got to keep going. Because it's tough. When it's you tough. get knocked down. When you get knocked down. Get back up and go at it again. And keep going. I mean, consistency is freaking huge, man. That was a, That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Because uh, now you got to make that turn four times a lap 200 times. So can you make 800 flawless laps? Just like you're going to get knocked down again and, and again, again and again. And again. You're going to burn your... Pasta again and again. Hey, you made again. some good pasta though tonight. Yeah, but I'm just saying. There, I mean, anything you do, you're gonna mess up. Consistency. But you got to be consistent, as in, like, actually, it's, yeah. I wrote down. A, I'm currently learning the harmonica in yeah. the last two days. I haven't been. I haven't stuck with my consistency. So mm-hmm. I wrote down today. Practice harmonica. Parentheses consistency. Yeah. You know what the best way to just like feel good. Like w- a lot of good when you haven't <laughs> when you haven't been at the gym and you're like I need to go and you go and you get it done. Yeah. It's like it's like all that shit in the past you didn't do gets erased. You know? I didn't get yes. this done, but today? Yes. Today I did it. Yeah. And that's just and another There's no reason why I can't do it tomorrow. And then you just wake up and do it again. Yes. Or like you trick your mind. You go like I'm not going to go that hard today. What I don't it doesn't have to be the gym, whatever you're doing. And then all of a sudden like you get there and you're like, "All right, I got this." It's like practicing the guitar. Like, if you write down, I'm going to play guitar five minutes, most often you're probably going to play it for half an hour to an hour. Because yeah. you're going to start playing and be like, oh, this is fun. Yes. Why did, I, why did I not practice yesterday? Yeah. You know? So that's yeah. why, like, you trick your mind in a way. I'm going to walk half mile. And then you go a half mile and you're like, well, this isn't much. I'll just go another half mile. Yeah. And then you turn around and you just went two miles. Okay, I got to walk back now. You got to walk back. <laughs> so... That's a trick I used to. If you go one way this far distance, you got to go back the other way. Yeah. So, wow. but I mean, you think about it, that's a given, but it's also like, I've never really thought, oh, okay, I'm going to go on a run. Mm-hmm. I think if, if I wanted to if break I'm a going threshold. Two miles this way, I, okay, it's a four mile run. Yeah. But imagine just not giving a shit and just running and running and running. But that's okay, tougher. Okay. Now I got to, re- I got to turn them back around and yeah. do this again. But consistency, that's a, I was listening. I listened to a John Mayer interview. I'll just cite YouTube, I guess. Mm. And he said he's more impressed. He's more impressed with if you you sit two drummers down behind the drum set, and they grab their sticks, and one drummer just goes ham, mm-hmm. and it's just everywhere. Right? You're just like, damn, that's that's he's badass. He's more he's more impressed with the drummer that can just sit back there and go. Consistent. Mm-hmm. If you can keep a consistent beat, I like that. You dude. know, it's like he's more impressed with that than the other. Than the other, he's guy. got all the jazz. Yeah, 
Because it's like, this is the guy I want. If he can do that, and all I got to be like, hey, just pick it up a little bit and add that high A little hat. fill or whatever yeah. it's in there. That's and then a do really that again. good. And then do that again. And then do that again. Okay, now I can play rhythm behind it. Yeah. Whatever it is. He's more That's impressed with that. That's a really good... Yeah. Damn, you got me fired up being consistent. Because <laughs> it's just about... It's just about being consistent. And mm-hmm. and it could go, through, like you said, it could go for anything. So get up and pray every day. Mm-hmm. It, it could, uh, which I, I've i been trying to do. Uh, and uh, whatever, but it's helped me. Yeah. Nice. And, it and squares your mind. It does morning. square your mind. It really does. And it could go for just, okay, I'm going to walk into work today. I'm going to grab the, the, the door on the right. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I grab that door, I'm going to put on a smile. Yeah. Eventually, you're just going to do it. Every time. Every time. Mm-hmm. People might think you're weird, but at least maybe. At least you're freaking smiling. It might set your mindset. Okay, yeah. I'm going to grab this right door handle and I'm going to smile. It's the little habits. It's the little habits. It's being consistent. And they add up. You know, if you run a mile every day. It's not going to take long and all of a sudden it's 1.5 and then it's 2 and then, you know, 5 and then it's going to take a little while, but I mean, you'll be running a lot. So it's just a matter of getting started and getting up and doing it every day and you're going to have the day where the mile is, you're only going to go 0.75 and then you're going to exceed your mile and you're going to go back and forth. That's what I found with, I mean, it's someone who's been up and down in weight since they were like freaking 13 years old at this point, like putting on 10 pounds to me and then like I got to lose 10 pounds I'm just like all right <laughs> yeah I did it from January to to mid February so I can do it again let's just do it again you got knocked down got knocked down and it's just how it it's, goes it's, yeah it's, it, it, it's and if you've never been overweight it's yeah. hard which I mean knowing you even my parents it. were like Alex is great he doesn't eat you know <laughs> you I mean when there's good food you eat yeah. But if it's not, you're just like, yeah, you know, or you'll have like five donuts before noon and then you won't eat the rest of the day, kind of, or you'll eat really Pretty healthy much, the rest yeah. of the day. Yeah. You have a good balance in that. I don't know what, yeah. but it's definitely like, but it's weird. It's bad, but good, I guess, when you've fluctuated this much before, but now it's just like, all right, got to do it again. So at, at this yeah. point in my mind, you could do something once, you can do it two, three, five, ten times, and you just get better at it. You know, yeah. you play a show to 50 people. The third time is going to be better than the first. Yeah. And then you're going to play to 100 people, and it might suck. And you do especially, that five times, and the fifth time you're like... Pfft. Especially because most of that, in most of these situations, because I was thinking, okay, if you've won the Indy 500, if you won the Spelling Bee, if you've won this, if you've accomplished this, but maybe it's in a competition setting, mm-hmm. is, it, if, is it harder to win again? Well, because there are some people who win once and then never win again. But they might. Oh, man. Okay, we'll put this in. I don't know. I'm I'm thinking race. So Roger Penske was 14 years old at his first Indy 500 in 1951 with his dad. This is car racing. This is is the Indy 500. This is car racing, ladies and gentlemen. Now he's 80 and he's won 17 Indianapolis 500s. He owns the race, owns the race track, and owns the league. Mm-hmm. And he did all that in 66 years. Mm-hmm. If you don't know who Roger Penske is, if you see a yellow truck and the last name Penske on the back, that's who this guy is. He said at that moment at 14, wow. he knew what he wanted to do. He knew he knew what he wanted to do. He wanted to be in racing. 
Now, I don't know how Penske trucks got, I don't know the whole story when it comes to that. But the feat of winning one of those races is impressive. Twice as impressive. Three, four, five, 17. And then owning it all? Consistency. And he's still, he's still there every, he's at, not just there, he's at the racetrack at 80 years old every single week. Mm-hmm. He's not, he's not retired. Mm-hmm. So I, I thoroughly believe, now there's other sides of the coin where it takes people 25 years just to get one and then they're done and they're out. And it's just like, boom. I think it depends on circumstance. You know, how hard did you work in those times? But my, did you get lucky? I, I don't know. But my point is the competition. A lot of this legacy talk we're leaving, uh, like you want to leave behind. Mm-hmm. You want to be nice. You want to be consistently nice. There's the beautiful thing about life is I don't. There's no competition for that. Oh, oh yeah. That's my. I kind of. That's my point. Is like this guy was nicer than this nice yes. guy. <laughs> I mean, in a waitress setting or waiter setting, whatever. I mean, you have a nicer waiter, be like, well, okay, I, I see what's going on. And you'll probably make a little bit more. But money. that's point. That's yeah. And that, but that's the competition setting. Now, mainly to leave a good leg for me, I would look at the legacy I want to leave behind is not so much a competition. Well, can't you tell when it's genuine? You know. Yeah, absolutely. I think I absolutely. think you can tell when it's genuine. Yes. And if you're known as kind, I think that's going to open up so many more doors than trying to just bust your way in all the time. I think hard work. Let your work speak for itself. I mean, that's going to yeah. speak for itself. You're, I would wholeheartedly agree with yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's going to speak more for anything than... I, I don't even want to open the door of what else could speak to open the door for you. Yeah. But um, if you let the hard work lead as an individual and you let the results lead as an individual, I think that's going to do more it's, for you. It's funny. This is a... I'm going to go way back in the motocross days. My dad oh. and I were big... We used to go to motocross races, supercross races. Supercross is indoors, motocross is out. I had, These are dirt bikes. I had no clue. As a huge racing fan, had oh, really? no clue that was the difference. Till now? Till just now. Really? No clue. Yeah, motocross is outdoors. Supercross is usually within <laughs> the dome. Okay. So we would go, and there was this racer called, his name was Mike LaRocco. He was a, he was like a 50-year-old. No, he wasn't that old. He was about 40 years, 40 years old amongst Dudes my age, dudes your age, 20-year-olds. Damn. And I remember him winning one race. But I remember his name. I remember his number five. And I remember his age. I remember what he looks like. If he walked in this room, I could probably be like, that's Mike Mike LaRocco, and I know his name. And he won one race. His whole whole career? But that's main. In the the time I – he no. In the time he was around for you. For me, yes. In the time I was around Supercross – and I think he retired, and I was still into Supercross the way I yeah. was. But I remember him more so. I would I would back this up with saying my dad was a big fan of his because they were like the same age, you know? Yeah. He's like, dude. So he related to him. He's like, hell yeah, yeah I want this guy to win. Yeah. And But I, his, you think about his legacy, he probably worked his freaking ass off to win that one race. Yeah. Amongst a bunch of 20-year-olds. And that's probably what lit his fire. He says, if I can win... I'm done. Yeah. I, 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 he kept racing, obviously, but that's what lit his fire, you think about. I mean, just, you want to, that's a competition setting. Yeah. That's like, that goes against the, what I, the point I just made. Life's not really a competition. Well, I but, think the personality helps people but sometimes, I'm talking, too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, like, I was a Tony Stewart fan in NASCAR growing up, not because he won the most races. This was in the era of, like, when Jeff Gordon was winning and Jimmy Johnson was winning all the time. I love Tony Stewart because, like, he said whatever the hell he wanted. Yeah. He'd pick fights. If you were in his way, he was going to get you out of the way. Like, he was just, he's just fiery. You know, like, he made it exciting. You're like, I don't know who's going to do it, yeah. but it's going to be Tony Stewart. I yeah. guarantee it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, sometimes it's more the personality and the actions rather than the winning and the trophies, I guess. But, I mean, he was still a very hard worker. I mean, he grew up in Noblesville, Indiana. And, you know, his parents were divorced. And, they, you know, he was, like, 15 and supplementing his own race cars and driving around. That's crazy. Because I'm actually thinking, where was Mike LaRocco from? Because that would be... you got to know. But if you're... I, I want to say Indiana, but I... If you're a small-town boy from Indiana, and then all of a sudden you're 25 years old and you're winning the poll for the Indianapolis 500 and you're going on to be a three-time NASCAR champion, I mean, that's enough to be proud of. So I, I don't... I think sometimes your personality and, and what you do, because that's what the people remember the most about him, is not the championships. It's not the races won. It's, it's the fact that he could get in any race car and drive it yeah. and that he was going to be a badass and he was going to give his damn best while he was doing it. I mean, That's what people remember. Damn. You know? Indiana, bro. Is he from Indiana? From Indiana. Dude, Indiana's the best. What, what, what town in Indiana? Indiana's the best. <laughs> it just says Indiana. Born what? in Indiana. Uh, it's got to. It's got to say more. This is Michigan City, Indiana. Michigan City. I bought my van in Michigan City, Indiana, bro. No lie. Your seventies van or whatever. Yeah. Nice. This is Wikipedia. That's in North Indiana. No, that's in Northern Indiana. See. So, uh, night. That yeah, nineteen seventy-one. He was born in seventy-one. So you think about yeah, nineteen seventy-one. So I mean, he so was, you probably saw him about nine years ago then. Yeah, yeah. So he was forty. His age is forty nine at the moment. How many wins does he have in the Super Motocross? Uh, he, uh, oh man, motocross career championships. Uh, Watch him be like a uh, six time champion or something like that. Or no? I'm trying to think, man. And uh, from the time I now he raced back in the eighties, dude. So he started when He's, he was a teenager. But they, he was also moved. He moved up. Obviously, they had the classes. They had the one twenty five. They have the 250, and then they had the 450s. Now, actually, he didn't even race in the 450s. He never raced in the 450s? He no. never even made it to the top series, but he won in the 250s. Well, I don't even know if 450s were a thing. <laughs> a thing. They you were. sharpen up your they were bike a thing. history, bro. They were a thing, but they weren't like, they didn't race them, I don't think. Hmm. If anybody wants to uh, DM us on the Noble Podcast Instagram and correct me, Mike LaRocco. Mike LaRocco. From man. Indiana. His first Supercross World Championship was in the 2000. So he did win a championship? Yeah. So he didn't win a championship until he was in his 40s. Yeah, let's see. 71, so then 81, 91, 01. 2011 mm-hmm. would make him 40. I mean, 2000, yeah. But 2000, so he was in his 30s. 30, yeah. I mean, Which is uh, not that young in that It's not that young in that, no. But he raced till he was 2006. Maybe a little more. But, I mean, the my point is, I remember him. And I remember probably, I mean, just... You haven't named any other guy from that era, so... I mean, there are uh, other people that I... I mean, Ricky Carmichael, James Stewart, Jeremy McGrath. Oh, okay. Jeremy never McGrath mind. is never mind, never guy. mind, never mind. But, but my point is, I also, I also think he was, a, he was just a humble dude. When he won, he, he didn't, like... 
do a knack knack going across the thing. He might have, mm-hmm. but I don't think so. He it was just like, like he wasn't showy. Mm-hmm. So because he just loved what he did. He just loved what he did. And now he there's guys just, who love what they do. He probably just humbly showy, wanted to kick the other people's asses. Mm-hmm. Which sounds like some Muhammad Ali type stuff. I'm all for. Yeah, Muhammad Ali was the same way. He would visualize the fight before it even started. We just talked about Tony Gonzalez. We just yeah, that's why. I'm, oh, that's a good thing. Yeah. There's the circle. Yeah, vroom vroom. Brought it right back around on the start finish line. <laughs> but yeah, I, the legacy thing. Like you got the Clint Eastwood book over there. We all, uh, on a big or a small scale leave something behind we all if you're listening you probably have left something behind there's people this is maybe something i gotta work on there's people i don't know yet but there's people in my life that have had an impact on my life and maybe i haven't even said something to them about it no that's yeah yeah you know and like you said you you've already whether you know it or not that was that was what i was saying whether you know it or not you've left something behind yeah you as well unfortunately it could be a negative and there's a lot of there's a lot of things i could yeah yeah, I'll just shut the hell up right there. But <laughs> unfortunately, it could be negative. But fortunately enough, uh, God may give you another day to change that. Yeah, and that wasn't pointed at me, but just, no, it wasn't. Sound like you're no, <laughs> I'm just saying there's there's a there's oh yeah, a you lot could of change, you could turn it around. Need. Listen, yeah. if I can turn yeah. it around, anyone can. I mean, yeah, I'm talking to a guy who's eating a whole uh, Papa John's pizza at someone else's house. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. Wow. And was at the gym a day later. I do remember. <laughs> oh, this was recently. This was uh, probably six weeks ago or something oh, like that. You ate a whole Papa John's pizza? The whole thing. It's like a whole grilled barbecue. I do remember. It was so wow, good. Bro. I felt like what crap frick, next morning, dude. But I woke up and I was like, oh, you just don't, you don't <laughs> deserve a damn thing remember, right now. I remember mentioning to you, dude, there was a guy back home uh, that ate a ate a whole 50-piece nugget. And he looked right at me. That's not that hard, dude. It's not. Those things are like potato chips. You could just, yep, yep, Never yep. put myself to the test, I guess. <laughs> okay, so, okay. 50-piece I mean, nugget I challenge. I could do it. No, 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 no. Now we got to make something out of it. We got to make a whole video about this now. You don't think I could eat 50, 50-piece nugget? Uh, we'd have to eat a breakfast, and then, like, in it, it can't be like you no. starve. no. We gotta be at the same hunger level, I think. Wait, are we are we competing? I thought it was just to see who if I could just eat uh, if I could consume a fifty piece nugget in them. You in think a, I'm gonna watch you eat fifty nuggets and not gonna want to eat fifty nuggets? Do they still have the fifty piece nugget box? Hell, I don't know. You could probably buy a hundred nuggets and just split them. Remember when we went to, make, went to McDonald's and we it was like ten thirty at night? And we're like, hey, can we get fifteen McDoubles? <laughs> this is for the homeless people around the area. No, we bu- no, you were like, can we get five? And I was like. No, I didn't. You just walked up and said fifteen. I was I was thinking five in my head. Oh. I'm thinking we'll get five because I'm like, hey, let's just uh, walk around. There's homeless people around this bar. This mm-hmm. was way back. This was only like a month ago. Uh, no, no, month or two about ago, two or three months ago. Because Paul was still living in the house. Oh, okay. It was January. So <sighs> and lost who track of time. gave me the Paul gave me the idea. Anyways, God bless that man. But he he gave me the idea, and I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And you know, he just walked up. It's fifteen. 15 McDoubles? And I'm like, what the? What the hell? Mm-hmm. And it's just late. But anyways, that, that was... I remember one time... A 50-piece we nugget challenge? I'm down. Man to man, let's do it. Oh, we don't have to, like, rush, but I don't think you can... I think you'll get drained. Like, you'll start sweating. Consuming nuggets? Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 
You get that high blood. You get the high blood pressure rolling. All right, anybody watching? Anybody listening? Uh, DM us. I don't know what Let's go for. for a run before that. <laughs> I don't know. I remember one time rules. you make the rules as long as they're even. I don't know where we were it. driving back from, but we rolled up to a McDonald's. I, I, I really don't remember the show. And we're driving back on a Sunday. And I so go up, an entertainer. and I'm like, uh, I don't really know the show. <laughs> we pulled up at a McDonald's, and I was like, this one's on me, boys. Can I get 10 McDoubles? There's only four of us in the van. <laughs> so I think Joey had one. You know, the drummer had two, and Matt had two. <laughs> so everyone falls asleep, and there's five McDoubles in the bag. <laughs> and you <sighs> ate them all? Empty bag when we got home, ladies and gentlemen. I, I guess that's not that bad, though. I mean, if that's it's a, still not good. No, it's not good. But I mean, what are you gonna? So I'm trying to old? find balance of my life of incessant eating and working out. There's a balance in there somewhere. So let's go buy a giant smoker. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> a great idea. Yeah, but we did it. That's gonna be my legacy. Good times and meat. <laughs> hey, you, you, you give a lot. You give a lot, and you, uh, in turn, I think more than you realize, people give because of what you've done. Hey, if I keep giving and people keep giving, we're all going to be taken care of. Consist- consistency. 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 I got to learn that word. Say it with the me. Legacy. Camaraderie. No. Oh, really? Nope. Wow. But. I mean. I learned about motocross and supercross tonight. That's but, not a hard word to say. We are leaving something behind with these podcasts and our music and our social media, which you can find us at, at Alex Schofield Music and at Clayton Man Music. We're all leaving something behind. And we're, in, we're, we're learning. I mean, we're learning about ourselves through these bad boys, through these mics. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's funny because this is my performance mic as well. <laughs> I got to get a good, better Some things though. don't change. Unless you buy a wonderful microphone and have a clear, crisp voice every single podcast. Through what? <laughs> I don't even remember. But yeah, thanks for listening, everybody, if you made it this far. I mean, to... To encapsulate, which we will. Give me one minute, Alex Schofield. Just want to thank everyone for listening. Share it with a friend. Give it a review. Give it a like. Or don't. Because we're going to keep doing it anyway. And I will let Alex finish this one out. I'm Clayton Mann. Thanks for joining us tonight. This is the Noble Podcast. Alex Schofield, take us home, buddy. I love it. I love it. Because I always feel this pressure. I was, whenever, whenever you're wrapping it up, I always feel this pressure. I'm like, shit, here it comes, here it comes. I got to close this bad boy out. All right, guys, thank you very much for listening. Again, consistency and legacy. If you have consistency in a positive and kind manner, more than likely you'll leave behind a positive legacy, which is the ultimate goal, people. Be kind to one another. Love one another. We'll be back in a week. Peace.